Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all alone, but feeling good and feeling strong, knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself, I'm driving. Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me, as always, is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Joey. I hear that you've been surfing the TikTok. I have been surfing the TikTok. I am. I am obsessed with the TikTok. <laughs> Everybody is obsessed with the TikTok right now. I'm obsessed with the TikTok. I love the TikTok. Oh my God, it's so bad. I tried to go to bed last night and I saw that my husband had sent me a couple of TikToks and I jumped on and it turned out to be 35 TikToks. And so an hour later, I went down the TikTok rabbit hole and went to bed at like one in the morning. So <laughs> I love the TikTok. There's, there's actually one TikTok uh, pro content provider who I, I adore. And uh, we're going to talk about her a little bit at the end of this episode. It's not related to Ostara, but we're going to talk to her, uh, uh, talk about her at the end, because I think that everybody who comes from a challenged childhood should subscribe to her channel because she's doing some amazing healing work. So All right. we'll talk about I can't her wait to hear about her. That sounds yeah. awesome. She's amazing. All right. So you mentioned Ostara. I'm assuming this is some sort of like superhero that sounds like a superhero name, doesn't it? Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> but she's that's probably goddess. not. It. She's okay. She's a goddess. All right. Perfect. She's a kind of a superhero, but you know, a different form. She's goddess. So, so yeah. what are we talking about? Well, we're doing the wheel of the year again, right? So, and, and just for reference, uh, one of my listeners contacted me and said, am the next when we did our last one for, for in bulk, evidently I said the next one was Beltane. It is not. It is Ostara. <laughs> and he's like, um, you're missing one. I'm like, I know. I, I just, I screwed up. It is what it is. <laughs> so 
So it's Ostara now. <laughs> and so um, Ostara actually uh, comes from Eoster, uh, which I think I'm saying properly, uh, which is a, she's a German, Germanic goddess. It's also, if it sounds familiar, like Easter, <laughs> well, go figure. It's where the Christians got their Easter celebrations. And uh, they correlated it with Ostara because Ostara happens on the vernal equinox. And so it is the time of fertility and rebirth. Go figure, Easter is the time of rebirth, right? And so as with many of the Christian traditions, they got mapped onto the pagan holidays. And so this is no exception to that. Um, and in fact, you'll see some, many of the traditions that are celebrated with Easter actually come from Ostara. Because, oh. yeah. Um, so, I mean, what does a rabbit have to do with Christ coming, you know, being reborn, right? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but it has a lot to do with Ostara, right? What do eggs have to do with Christ? Nothing. But they have a lot to do with Ostara, right? So, there's actually a story in uh, the traditions that go back that is uh, Ostara was, or I don't remember if it was Ostara or Aoster, but one of the two, same thing, just different timing, um, was having a party and all of the animals were invited to the party and they all uh, were to bring a gift for the goddess. And Hare was like, I, I must go and find the most amazing thing I have and give it to Ostara because I love her, right? And so he goes home and he rummages around everything in his house and he can't find anything. He can't, he's, he's like, there's nothing in my house. I literally have nothing. And then up on the shelf, he saw a single egg. It was the only thing to eat in his entire house. And he was like, well, that's what I've got. That's what I'm going to give her. And he grabbed the egg and he decorated it. He painted it and he made it beautiful. And he went to the party and all the other animals had all these amazing gifts of silver and gold and all these amazing things. And he was the very last one in line to present his gift to the goddess. And he was getting more and more ashamed of the fact that all he had was this simple egg. And he, he walked up to her and he gave it to her. And she saw his heart and she knew with his gift that he had given her everything he had. And she declared him to be her favorite and the the uh, animal that would be her representative. And so that is how the hare and the egg came to be associated with Ostara or Easter. And that's how that's why we paint eggs. <laughs> that's why we have Easter egg hunts. Right. You know, we, that's why we do all of the things that we do. Um, and and. Ostara is a time of fertility, right? It's a time, it's it's the beginning of spring. It's the first day of spring. And so it is the time when we are looking at what is going to come to fruition. What are we planting? What is going to come up? Maybe a little early for planting, depending upon where you are in the world. Speaking of which, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, these dates are very different. Because your your seasons are backwards to ours, right? They're different. And so what I'm talking about in this wheel of the year is northern hemisphere. 
if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, you're going to have to shift everything 180 days because you're having winter when we're having summer and so on, right? From so just from keep... a temperature seasonal thing. Yes, because these are seasonal holidays. And so you want them to follow the wheel of the year based on your seasons. This is about, it's not about the dates. It's about correlation to the cycles of the earth. And so I apologize if I didn't say that earlier, but you really, I, I, I'm, you know, have my own bias of where I've always lived. Um, but for those of you down under, <laughs> you know, in the Southern hemisphere, not necessarily just Australia, but the Southern Hemisphere listening, please make sure that you adjust these to, so that you're in the right season. That's more important than the date. So this okay? is a spring seasonal holiday. Exactly. Versus this just is the a date. spring okay. seasonal holiday. It's the, it's the vernal equinox, so the spring equinox. So a lot about this is balance and the equinoxes are the time when there is perfect balance. It's equal time of light and dark in the world. And so everything about this is about balance. The egg itself is about balance. It's got the, the sun god center. Go figure. And we just talked about Isis and Ra, right? So the, the yoke is the sun god and the, the white surrounding it is the goddess, uh, often uh, related, the white is the white of the the egg, and it is related to uh, the goddess. And the goddess is a moon goddess. And so the white is the moon and the yellow is the sun. And one moon goddess is Isis. So go figure. <laughs> we talked about Isis and Ra. Now we're talking about the, the whole balance there, right? And so we're, we're really looking at a lot of balance here. In fact, the vernal equinox, depending upon the year, flips back and forth across between uh, Pisces and Aries. And so it, it literally sits on the balance between the two signs. And so everything is all about balance. So if you're thinking about a ritual that you might want to do for this particular uh, holiday, you might think about something that that brings more balance into your life. It's one of the primary things, right? So, I mean, you can certainly focus on the fertility aspect and what you might want to plant an intention that you can harvest at Beltane or at uh, uh, Midsummer, you know, any of those. Or you can focus on balance and how do I bring more balance into my life? How do I, you know, looking at all the different pieces of your life, the different aspects of your life and saying, where am I out of balance? I just, I just wrote a post on Facebook the other day that I am in a completion phase. I'm, I'm like completing everything I possibly can. And I refuse to put anything new on my plate until I finish five things. Right. And then that way I'm bringing more balance into my life. I'm getting getting more of my life back from my business because I've been working really hard to get everything completed. And so that's a way to do it. You can do the traditional Easter plans. You can decorate and hide eggs. You know, you could totally do that. That's Ostara, baby. You uh, One of the old traditions is to 
dig a hole right next to your front door in your ground and break open an egg and bury it in the shell uh, in underneath in the front of your door as a way to fertilize good things for the coming year. That's another way to deal with it. Um, you could, and this is one of my favorites. We used to do this at a festival that I went to. You could sing up the sun. Um, you know, some people draw down the sun, just like you draw down the moon, but I like to sing up the sun. And what that means is that you get up before dawn and you go someplace in nature and you sing until the sun rises and you're singing to welcome the sun back into the world, to welcome the sun back into the cycle of life, right? To, to, to technically the sun's been coming back since Yule, but now it's really getting to a point where it can actually bring life, right? And so singing up the sun, whether you do it on Ostara or anywhere else, it's a beautiful thing to do, especially if you do it with a group of people, because you, it's just, I, I have really fond memories of sitting on a dock on a lake, singing up the sun with a bunch of people from a pagan event I was at. And it was just like, oh, that was so awesome. So, um, I highly recommend that. Are there any specific songs that people would use to do this that would fall into this time of year or chants or something along those lines that they would use? We used to do Dona Nobis. Um, yeah. Dona Nobis, Pachem, Pachem. Dona Nobis, Pachem, which is beautiful when done with the round. And so you get two or three voices going on that, and it is stunningly gorgeous, right? And it's just, you know, bring me peace, right? It's, it's just about peace. And so, you know, you, you would sing things that would be related to your intentions for the coming season. So your welcoming back of the sun is also setting your intentions. Is that planting that you, you talked about that uh, taking advantage of the fertility of the season? You could do that. You could also do um, uh, the Isis Astarte, Diana Hecate, the, the goddess chant is a wonderful chant to do for Ostara because when you're singing up the sun, because, or because you know, it, it's Ostara, it's the goddess so the goddess chant is a lovely thing to do. Uh, the sun itself is masculine, but you're singing the night away as you're singing the sun up at the same time. So there's a balance there as well. That's the other balance piece, right? Is that you're sitting on the edge between night and day. And this is, this is one of the beautiful things about celebrating the wheel of the year is that you're, you're connecting into nature at a way, at a level that really has you start to see the correlations in things, the perfect balance in an egg between yolk and, and white, the perfect balance in between night and day at dawn and at dusk, you know, the perfect balance. And, and these start to stretch across multiple levels and you start to see things at a very deep, deep scale when you connect into earth at this way, in this way. And that's the other thing that you can do as part of these celebrations is that you can actually take time to connect into the earth spirits in your area. And, and 
there is Mother Earth Gaia, and then there is the Earth spirits of your local area. And they have a name, and I never remember what it is, but you can look it up. But um, these are the spirits of the Earth in your space. And so to connect into your your energies of where you are, and that's a great time to do that is on Ostara as well, because it is all about the earth connection, right? You, you want to do something different, go to a petting zoo, connect with the animals, right? Because animals are part of the, the, the earth, go to the forest, take a hike, go out in the woods, go to the ocean, wherever you are, right? Go to the desert, doesn't matter where you are, just go to nature and spend time with her, right? And, you know, if you want to do something more simple, if you're living in the in the north and it's really cold, right? And you're like, I don't want to go outside. It sucks. You know, okay, fine. You don't have to. You could make an altar for Ostara and you could create your in, your intentions and put them on the altar, right? So a great way to decorate an altar for Ostara would be to do um, blown eggs. Have you ever done blown eggs? You put a big hole with a needle in the top and a hole with the, in the bottom and you literally blow it and you stick the needle in and, you know, sort of break up the yolk and then you blow the entire center of the egg, you know, the out of the shell. You blow on it and it, eventually all of it comes out and then you let it dry and then you can decorate that. <laughs> It's it's a lot of work and your face will turn very red. <laughs> your face will turn very red, but you will end up with a beautiful delicate shell and you can decorate it and you, and you can let it dry out and then it can be kept for as long as you can keep it from breaking. But they're great for setting Ostara intentions, right? You can paint what you want onto the egg. If that seems like more work than you want to do, you could carve a candle with your intentions and just use that instead. I would use a green candle because it's about the green, right? And, you know, you can go online, you know, Google, Google the, the, the sympathetic magic pieces, the, you know, what are the, I think it's like birch and asparagus for eating and you know there's different things right but there are correlations that you can use and scents and whatever you know you can use those for your altar so you could cut in cut some fresh greens from outside you know some you know pick a pick a, a daffodil or a tulip out of your garden and put it on your altar and you know there's a lot of different ways that you can decorate that again rabbits are great to put on the altar right <laughs> along with the, the egg not actual rabbits they won't stay now <laughs> but, but representations of rabbit right you know i i learned something uh the, when i was looking at at some of these for ideas i was doing some research did you know that that hares can actually get pregnant they can actually get pregnant while they're already pregnant i did not know that i did not know that either <laughs> No wonder they're freaking fertility representations, right? I knew they were incredibly <laughs> fertile, but that seems remarkable. <laughs> yeah. Nope. They can do it. Wow. They are they are skilled. Those, mm. And then so. Oh, to never be a female bunny is all I can say. <laughs> you know. But um yeah, so their fertility 
representations. And so if you are thinking about getting pregnant, this would be a perfect time to bring the energy of the hair onto your altar with an egg and the decorations of a baby, right? And to, to, you know, decorate that egg with a lovely baby and, and to, to just bring in all the different elements of that. It's a perfect time to do that, right? And if you're starting a new business, that would be, that's a baby in its own right, right? So you could do that. If you're writing a book, that's a baby in its own right. Any project that you're beginning that you're going to nurture and gestate, <laughs> that would be a good thing to put on this altar, right? And so, you know, if you're not doing any of that, just set an intention for a happy home, right? Because the, when we are, when we are sinking into the earth, we are nesting and that's also part of our home, right? And so, you know, which God or goddess you work with will be related to that, assuming you want to work with them. I don't generally, but <laughs> because you owe them something when you work, when you ask them for things. And I don't like to do that. I'd rather just do my own intentions. But if you choose to, that's fine. Make sure you give them what they ask for so they don't bite you in the ass, right? So, but this is all things that you can do. It's every time you do a ritual around one of these holidays, there is a wide swath of things that you can do. The more you can sink into the understanding of where these things come from and how they operate and how they relate to the earth, the the greater an understanding you'll have of how things relate and and what you can choose, right? And and what you can put onto the altar and what's an appropriate thing for this particular season and what isn't. Right? Not to say that you can't do things off season, but they're just they're better if you do them on season. Exactly. And this ties into that sympathetic magic stuff that we've been talking about and how understanding it allows you to do your best magic. Exactly. There's there's one last thing I want to mention. I saw this reference and I didn't know it before. I, I, as I said, I did a little reading because I haven't been practicing this particular practice for a while. And uh, one of the sites I looked at said that uh, it was related to serpent and dragon energy and that it was related to the kundalini and that the kundalini energy was rising at this time which makes sense everything's rising at this time it's all rebirthing right so if you're not familiar with the kundalini have we talked about the kundalini just before? briefly we've touched on yeah, it I we're don't only going to talk about it briefly now yes too, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah so it, you know if you're it, the kundalini right now uh, is particularly important, actually, because we are so deep into this transformate this transformative process known as the pandemic, right, and lockdown. Um, and as we step into the next part of ourselves, uh, the Kundalini is the energy source that we draw up. Right. And it's, it's, it's the snake, the serpent that sits uh, curled up at the base of your spine. And to access the fullness of all of your power, it must rise and, and cycle up back and forth through your spine and, and back and forth through the chakras. And this is a time when you will be able to access that if you choose to. Fair warning. <laughs> 
fair warning, as I'm known to do on this show. Um, the raising of your Kundalini is an expansion of your energetic. When you expand your energetic, you raise a new level of work that needs to be done in order for you to fully embody it. You know, you want to, you destroy the previous layer uh, in order for to break through it to get to this one. And so there is always a chance when doing a massive evolution of energetic that you're going to lay waste to more than just the energetic in your life. And so you may, and I don't mean like it doesn't necessarily have to be a violent lay waste, but it may be that you evolve past people who are important to you in your life now. And you may have to change the nature of your relationship or discontinue your relationship because it's just not a fit anymore. And so every time you evolve, there's always that risk. So, um, you know, be careful what you ask for is what I'm saying. <laughs> As <laughs> always. Surely get it. As right? always. As always. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, don't be too attached to the idea of raising your, your uh, Kundalini unless you are really prepared to deal with everything that comes afterwards. And if you push it too far too fast, it you can also fry yourself, which we've talked about ad nauseum on this show. So, yeah. And there's a lot of guided Kundalini meditations and things like that out there. A lot of good ones that people could, could find. Yeah. All right. Well, we have learned another spoke in the wheel of the year. We are rolling literally through the year here. Um, and we, we have a lot to focus on. Yeah. We're, we're part, we're the way through. Yeah, exactly. Still, yeah. still a lot more to learn. Lots lot of good time. Go. Now, what is the real one for next time? The real one for next time is actually Beltane. <laughs> okay. You're, you're clearly <laughs> excited to get to Beltane because that yeah, was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we go into wrap up here, I want to, cause I'm. Very curious. I want to hear about this TikToker you teased us on at the beginning yes. of the show. Yes, yes. So I, I sent you her name because I don't know her actual name. So um, I'm going to ask you to pull that up and read it. But I'm going to talk about her for a minute while you while you go do that. <laughs> um, but uh, she is. So if you're not a TikTok listener, there are different areas of TikTok, and it's not places. It's just you know hashtags, right? But uh, she's one of the hashtag moms and uh, one of the TikTok moms. She is a brilliant healer. Okay. Before you get too deep into into her, I do want to give the, the name so that people can have their, some reference. Her name uh, is at underscore R-E-H-F-A-N underscore Rayfan. Okay. She is a brilliant healer. She is carrying the universal mother energy, that unconditionally loving mother energy. And I don't even know if she's aware that she is a brilliant healer, to be honest, but she is. And um, she makes videos and some are, you know, food, water, medicine, make sure you're taking care of yourself, right? Um, And some of them are more intimate, And uh, the ones that uh, I've seen that are the ones that are the most healing. And for those of us from challenged childhoods, we need this. I just want you guys to be really clear. We need this. 
the uh, the ones that you're looking for, if you want to just start to to feel what she's doing, is, are the ones where she's laying down in bed, looking at you like she's got her hand on her face going, how you doing? You okay? You don't want to get out of bed? That's okay, baby. I love you anyway, right? And if you will open yourself to, up to take this in, this will heal you in ways that you can't imagine right now. Um, I have done a massive amount of work on healing this. And I saw one of these and I burst into tears and a whole new level of, of grief came out of me and love came in. And this woman is amazing as a healer. And I just really wanted to share her with you guys because she's putting it out there for free and you can just take the energy and heal with it. And she is brilliant. At underscore R-E-H-F-A-N. N as in Nancy underscore. Okay. I am going to check her out. I don't do the TikTok nearly as much as you clearly, but, uh, but we will check that out. And folks can, if they've got other, uh, things like this that they might be enjoying that are in the spiritual realm and stuff like that, they can share them in the Facebook group, right? Absolutely. The Spirit Sherpa by Kelly Sparta Facebook group is where you can share those. You can also go ask questions, give me ideas for episodes. We are always looking for episode concepts. Um, and please, please, please. I just, I got a message the other day from someone who said, oh my God, I absolutely love you. I've been getting so much out of the podcast. How can I, how can I help? And the best ways to help are to rate your podcast in your podcast app and uh, to make positive, if you can write a review in your app, some some apps you can, some you can't. But if you can write a review, that helps a lot. And uh, anytime you're in a Facebook group or a Quora and you're answering a question or whatever, uh, you can link to different episodes and, and just tell your friends, tell your friends to tune in. Yep. Sharing uh, is just, caring. Sharing is caring. Post it on your Facebook page and say, oh, my God, this was amazing. Right. And then that way you'll have more people who want to talk to you about it. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, this has been great. Anything you want to you want to add before we go into the final close here? Another great way to celebrate Ostara would be to focus on letting love in for the next season. I love that. Letting love in. It's so key. And we all need that right now. Fits with your TikTok friend. I think that's that's perfect all around. All right, folks, that is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 miles. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under a Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to www.creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up for or get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to www.kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions, with post-production by Christopher Wright. Into my home and my love and my life and me. 
Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.